Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Business at hand tonight is uh, the breakers, of course, and uh, really, in fact, tomorrow night, it's, it's been a hell of a, a build-up for them. In fact, it was going pretty well, uh, and then they got riddled with COVID, including their head coach, uh, Dan Shamir. Now, he won't be with the team tomorrow, but joining us now to preview the action is Sky Sports uh, Breakers commentator Andrew Mulligan. Mull, good morning to you. Uh, it was all going along so nicely, wasn't it? It certainly was. They were tracking really well, Smitty. Uh, and then it just, I, I don't know what it is. This, if this franchise cursed, I just feel like they just don't get a fair fair shake uh, when it comes to being uh, part of the, uh, the NBL, but... Um, they, they faced much worse uh, when it comes to um, adversity in this respect. Um, everyone's getting back on the horse. The thing is with COVID, Smithy, is that uh, with athletes and being double vaccinated, uh, none of them had to be uh, hospitalised. I think one person was hospitalised before observation. I don't know, and no one said if it was a player or a staff member or part of the travelling group. But COVID can really affect you in so many different ways. And these guys being professional athletes, I don't know how much it's really eaten into their, their cardio, their, their match fitness, their legs. They played some preseason games. They won two of their three. They look really good. But what will their aerobic capacity be like? What will they be like down the stretch in the fourth quarter? Will they be in the game against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, who they beat at the buzzer of the Finn Delaney bank shot in preseason? That is a real question mark um, about this game coming up tomorrow night at 10pm on Sky. So who will be running the Carter Court side? Uh, we're told it, there will be no Dan Shamir, and we really don't know, uh, I guess, until they, they name their lineup, who's been affected and who hasn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Modi Moir is the, uh, is the uh, foil to Dan Shamir's very direct take no prisoners, no BS style of coaching. If you're not playing well, if you're not running his system, you will sit and you will not see the light of day, maybe for weeks. That happened last season. Uh, guys just buried on the bench. So Modi Mawar is his foil. He is uh, hyperactive. He gets warned multiple times by the referees not to get up on, on the sideline. He's basically supposed to sit and not remonstrate, but he is up. He is all over the show. He may not last the whole game, Smithy. He may get ejected. He may get chucked out. So I'm not too sure what is going to... It's going to be absolute pantomime on the sideline with Modi. I love his energy. He's great for the team. Because when Dan Shamir is this direct coach authoritarian style, authoritarian style, he will uh, use Modi to be the consoling guy. He'll go and sit with the player, put his arm around them. He'll tell them that he's the best. He'll tell them that he'll bounce back. So it'll be fun to watch just on the sideline alone, let alone the game. Well, we will not have Tom Abercrombie, we know that. Uh, he's been a match winner in the past, so much experience there, an absolute leader, uh, which means uh, we're looking at the likes of uh, Finn Delaney to step up uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, Finn Delaney uh, w- would have stepped up no matter what. He has uh, a great 
uh, rivalry with Mitch Creek. Both of them are friends off the court, the South East Melbourne star. They both uh, went to the NBA Summer League a couple of years ago before COVID ruined everything. They know each other very well. Finn Delaney is, uh, is a star uh, for this Breakers team, but Tom Abercrombie is an absolute club stalwart. He's a club man. And uh, recent seasons, uh, Dan Shamir has used him as his primary defender on smaller guards, much um, much smaller perimeter players, shooters. And so the, the defensive presence of Tom Abercrombie alone will be hard to hard to pick up for this Breakers team. They've got a couple of young players, the French um, French kids of Hugo Besson and Usman Deng, and uh, they are going to get uh, a rude awakening, I think, to this league. It's quite physical. They're very smooth players. They're very uh, intelligent players for their age. But this is a man's league. This is, a, as they say, a no-cupcake league. And uh, I have seen young kids come and go and get eaten alive in the NBL who have uh, gone on to bigger and better things in the NBA. Uh, so Finn Delaney and the young French wings with uh, Jeremiah Martin, the NBA, uh, NBA edition, and Peyton Seaver, who is a young, who is an old point guard but a, a short point guard. So he's going to find it hard to run this team without uh, Tom Abercrombie and his ear helping him out. Okay, let's tell us, uh, tell us a wee bit about uh, Mel, please, the, the South East Melbourne as first up opponents. Yeah, South East Melbourne are really well coached, Simon Mitchell. This is their, I believe it's their third season off the top of my head. I'm just, um, they made the playoffs last year. They're very good uh, in terms of listening to Simon Mitchell. He's a very good coach. He's come from the Melbourne United setup uh, under Dean Vickerman, of course, former Breakers coach. And South East Melbourne, they've got a lot of size. It's really hard to get a gauge when you come into a league again and again, when you change out your imports. Who is going to step up? Uh, but Mitch Creek, he had uh, a, a tumultuous season off the court. He was up on some uh, horrific domestic violence allegations. Uh, they were thrown out. It really affected his play. Uh, and he is, uh, he's probably going to have a real bounce-back season once he's put that all behind him. But he's also got the, uh, the experience of Ryan Brokoff, um, who is also a player in the Australian setup, who had come from the NBA uh, setup as well. Last season, in the second half of last season, he had to isolate. His legs weren't really underneath him. He, they didn't get much of a run, but he's had this pre-season. Uh, and that is a one-two punch. And so when you've got that and you've got some imports coming in as well, you just don't know what you're going to get with the imports, but you can lean on these guys who know the league inside out. And that's what the South East Melbourne Phoenix uh, will bring. And I just think that uh, for the breakers, who looked really good against them, for large sways, and just to be able to have the um, the wherewithal and the, uh, the the presence to stay in the game, and really it was a hail mary uh, shot by Finn Delaney. If you haven't seen it, it was uh, two point two seconds to go. He catches, I think it was one point seven actually. He catches. He's got two defenders flying either side of him. who don't want to foul him, obviously. He banks it high off the glass. It's a rather acute angle for a bank shot off the backboard, and switches it over. He just walks off. So. Uh, I don't know if it'll be drama like that, but I, it'll be it'll be a hard game for the breakers uh, to hang in for when they're coming off this COVID scare. Uh, interesting, Mo. Um, you're going to be calling it again this year. You've been doing this gig for a long time now, but no Webster's to call uh, this time around. And particularly, um, I associate the, the the Webster name with uh, with COVID, really. And here it's raised its ugly head, uh, and they're not around. 
Yeah, they, they are Tigers that said he didn't want to get vaccinated, then popped up in the Lithuanian League, presumably double vaccinated, uh, getting paid probably twice as much. Uh, Corey Webster's, uh, he's currently overseas. I think he's in Egypt. Uh, he is, he has some firm belief on, uh, vaccinations and, and, uh, what he doesn't want to get. Uh, and his social media is quite, uh, divisive for a lot of people. Um, I certainly had my run-ins with Corey about vaccinations and COVID. And I think the breakers are better off not having them around in this season. Um, I think it's a blessing in disguise. Just on the court, they are superb players. I don't want to take away from what they are as players. I have a, a deep love and respect for their game. They are exciting to call. I love watching them play. But they're ball-dominant guys. They are guys who need the ball in their hands all the time. And sometimes last season, uh, that ball didn't move. And that was mainly because they needed them. They had all sorts of injuries, fatigue, took its toll. They were getting shipped around crappy places like Launceston and Tasmania, which they hated. They were playing in a dark gym. It was cold. They had, they had basketball hoops forged from the Steel Age, the, the Iron Age. Um, it just looked dreadful. And the Tasmanian fans, they were supposed to adopt the team. They ended up booing them, Smithy. They, they thought, oh, they're the New Zealand team. We're going for the Aussie team. They ended up booing them. And for not to have the Websters, I think is a little bit of a blessing in disguise for this Breakers team. I really do. Uh, the ball should move more. Peyton Seaver is a true point guard. Jeremiah Martin is a two-way player. He plays really good defense. He can shoot the ball. I want to see Peyton Seaver um, stamp his mark on this team at the point guard role when he gets the opportunity as well. Uh, from the outside looking in, and uh, since Matt, Matt Walsh is in the... Uh, the conglomerate have uh, taken over from Liz and Paul Blackwell. Uh, have you noticed anything different uh, so much about the club? Uh, I think I think the main thing what happened was is that people associated Matt Walsh with being a brash American, highly opinionated, didn't want to really um, look back at the history of what the black class had superbly built along with Andre Lamarus and Richard Clark and the the veteran core that they assembled with the likes of Nick of the Kona, Dylan Boucher, CJ Bruce and Kirk Penny, and those great imports of Gary Wilkinson and Cedric, um, Cedric Jackson. I think, I think people didn't really give Matt Walsh a chance. And Matt Walsh has done a superb job with his ownership group of bringing in highly, highly scout, highly touted uh, rookies for, who are part of the Next Stars program. You just have to look at RJ Hampton, and the guys they've got is now these two French kids um, are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you've got Prince Singh coming in, who's arguably the best player to come out of India ever. Um, he won't get a lot of game time, but what they've done is they've turned this club into an entertainment entity. And once they come back to Spark Arena, uh, you forget how entertaining going to an NBL game is in downtown Auckland. It truly is a fantastic product. It's an NBA-like product. Uh, and a lot of... A lot of the young fans really will compare it to the NBA and go, oh, they're just trying to be like this. You look at their pink uniforms, they're trying to be like the Miami Heat. Well, so what? It's all about the product and what they try to provide, not just TV, but more importantly for a fan base, they probably still hang on to those four championships that this team won. They're slowly coming to the realisation that times have changed, times have moved on, the league has moved on since the Breakers won those championships. It's a much better, much harder, much faster league compared to the defensive grind that you saw uh, 10, five years ago. 
the league has moved on and the breakers are at the forefront of that and they're constantly battling the league in terms of just being a New Zealand team and an Aussie league and they certainly, I think, underline toners, they don't want the breakers to win again because they need Sydney and the Melbourne clubs to be the premier clubs and Perth and the breakers kept ruining those for over a decade. Interesting. Uh, really interesting, Mo. Thanks for that insight. So look forward to tip off and your call uh, tomorrow night on Sky Sport. Thanks very much for your time this morning, mate. Thanks, Lily. Love your work. Cheers, Brent. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Uh, Andrew Mulligan there. Uh, very, very insightful too, wasn't he, um, on all those issues surrounding the club, the new players, etc. cetera. Uh, very um, uh, outspoken too about uh, the Webster scenario, I, I think. Uh, clean sheet here. Uh, you look at all the new names, new names coming in. Relatively clean sheet. Uh, for those uh, really exciting uh, French stars uh, and those uh, former NBA players too. Uh, i got high hopes. And, of course, um, you mentioned the Perth Wildcats there, and uh, guess who owns those? Our boss.